0: Okay, Power Rangers, let's do it! Go, go, Power
1: Rangers! (laughs) Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 33 of Live and Let Die Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Gosei Sentai Die Ranger. Every week, we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, our listeners. My name is Matt J. With me, as always, is my co host and my brother, Dave. Dave, how are you today? I'm
0: doing well, Matt. Thanks for asking.
1: Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Dave, <laughs> today we are watching episode today. 33 of Die Ranger. It's called Yeah. an Idol's First Experience, but before we get into that Idol Dave,
0: like ID I- yeah, an
1: Idol's okay, First got Experience. Like American Idol. Right. Right. Okay. Um but before we get into that, shining in the heavens, there are five stars, and Dave, our first star of the week is that it is a beautiful day here in Cleveland, Ohio.
0: Gorgeous. Gorgeous day. Uh blue skies it's like 72, not humid. The two. This is about as nice, I think, as it... I think today, man, is about as nice as it gets like in Cleveland. Oh, yeah. This, for me, is perfect. Like It's the perfect temperature. It's sunny, which is great.
1: The, yeah, uh, it's just the two it's fantastic. Lips are in I went bloom. to the farmer's
0: market this morning. I What's walked up?
1: down to the lake. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, okay. Admittedly, I go to the farmer's market every you know every saturday but
1: but today it was an extra pleasure
0: but today it was an extra pleasure i got some seedlings I got throw oh, yeah? a little herb garden nice. yeah 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 dude we got some uh, some basil a little thyme some sage uh i think we got some tarragon
1: all right all right i uh see i this morning walked down to the lake i i got some glasses from the internet and... Oh, that's
0: right, because you live like a block away from the lake, because you're a big jerk.
1: Yeah, it's wonderful. I got some uh, sunglasses yeah. from the internet, <laughs> and they just arrived today. First time I've ever had prescription sunglasses. So I thought, you know what? I've always got wanted sunglasses. i uh, It is a sunny day. I am going to enjoy these. So I walked down to the lake, and it was one of those things you just saw all of those great, like, down-by-the-lake-shore things. Okay. Uh, <laughs> did I see a Hummer dragging a... Uh, a trailer that had a boat in it yeah i did
0: i don't know man did you
1: you did did i see a rad dude with sunglasses and a uh american flag bandana and a tank top driving in a convertible
0: hopefully yeah. in a mirror oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. yes i did of course i did <laughs> um yeah that was a beautiful day and that's the first time okay, i'm just so, so excited about it i'm a little upset here's what you gotta know guys doing this
0: here's i know here's what you gotta know guys about it wouldn't work outside What you're going to know about the lake is the lake is super nice. Um, It wasn't always super nice, but it is really nice now. It's much cleaner than it used to be. Because, I mean, you know, there was a while back when Cleveland was, like, a center of industry-ish. The lake was pretty gross. But, like, in the spring and summer, like, the lake is great. In the fall, it kind of gets gross because, like, some of the fish die and there's just, like, rotting fish carcasses and, like... It gets kind of gross. But early in the spring, it's fantastic. Like, it's super nice. Um, I don't like to go swimming in it necessarily just because I don't love – I don't like swimming in – I don't know why. I love swimming in pools. I don't like swimming in, like, lakes and ponds.
1: But I love being at the lake. Exactly. And it's beautiful. You get to look out over the water. And uh, the thing about the Great Lakes is that they are big enough that you cannot see the other side. And so you – Like, it really does have a... It doesn't feel like sitting by a lake. It feels like sitting by some sort of coast, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it does. On the shores of the beautiful Great Lakes, Matt. the north coast of America, Dave. About to be super valuable property when the rest of the country figures out that fresh water has to come from somewhere.
1: And we start hoarding it like Mad Max style.
0: (laughs) Right! We will be Kings! Those jerks in California can suck it.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> it would be kings Mr. of the Smith. apocalyptic wasteland.
0: I know. Or, dude, did we talk about this, that our science teacher totally called this like 15, 20 years ago?
1: Um, Maybe, yeah, we like talked about it. I don't ago. remember if we talked about it on the show. Okay. Uh,
0: Yeah. Well, if we didn't talk about it on the show, very briefly, we had a science teacher back in high school who said, just you guys wait. In X number of years, like, this is going to be, like, the most valuable property in America because it's by an enormous source of fresh water and it's going to be, like, a really big thing. So, cheers to you, Mr. Smith, because you knew what was up. Uh, so, Matt, the gorgeous weather outside, uh, notwithstanding, our second, our second star of the week is this. I just got a new jar of redonkulously hot hot sauce. Not hot sauce, salsa.
1: Hot salsa?
0: Hot salsa. It is, okay. I think we've talked on the show before about how I have a penchant for uh, really spicy food.
1: Sure, a deep and abiding love of the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love it, love it.
0: Love spicy food. And um, there was a guy at the farmer's market. His name is Cowboy George. I assume that's a nickname. But anyways, George makes really excellent uh, sauces and hot sauces. I have literally, it's like the bacheloreist part of my fridge, despite the fact that I'm married. I literally have an entire shelf full of Blaze Gourmet, which is the name of his company. Blaze Gourmet hot sauces. Uh, I'll send you a picture and you can tweet it just because it's its great. I think he ships online And Cowboy George gets my ringing seal of approval. He is... His products are great. Um, This is actually... But he's got like a buddy in Columbus who he kind of like shares product with sometimes. Okay. So this sauce I'm talking about is is not actually his. But it is made with Carolina Reapers, which is the new hottest pepper in the world.
1: Wait, did you say Reaper? Like R-E-A-P-E-R?
0: Yeah, as in don't fear the.
1: Okay, I... Okay, now first of all, I do fear a pepper <laughs> called the Carolina Reaper, and second of all, I feel like they're—I feel like they're just making new peppers now to make increasingly foreboding names about them. Like the well, Ghost the, uh, Chili uh, <laughs> isn't bad enough; you need the Carolina ghost... Reaper.
0: Well, there was the Ghost Chili, and then there was was the uh, the Trinidad Scorpion. Sure and uh now the butch tea or no, no no it was the butch tea scorpion and then now is the carolina is the hottest pepper in the world and it's a salsa made with these peppers and it is uh it's lethal it's crazy hot crazy hot um but and this is the thing that i really like uh this guy's name is ca john or C- it's ca as in Cajones, cajones, I think is the idea. I'm, I'm going to choose um, to
1: believe that C A stands for like Cowboy Andrew John, just ah. that everyone <laughs> that this guy knows is Cowboy Something.
0: Um, but the thing that I like about this guy's products, as well as George's products, um, Cowboy George, is that they are Cowboy George is that they are really spicy, which is great, but they're not just spicy. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, I know what you're saying. They actually have a flavor on top of the spice. Yeah, they
0: have like legitimately like deep, nuanced flavor. They're super, super tasty, and they have a really pleasant level of heat. And he kind of has stuff that spans the spectrum from like very mildly spicy or almost not even spicy at all to you know really, really wickedly hot. Um, so blaze. I think it's blaze gourmet. What (laughs) prohibitively prohibitively spicy? Uh, let me look it up. I will totally plug blaze gourmet on this show. Cause he's totally, yeah, it's blazegourmet.com and I'm pretty sure that George sells stuff online. And, uh, if you are a hot sauce fan, you should absolutely check it out. He makes great, great products. He doesn't know I'm doing this, but, uh, I really like his stuff and I okay. have this insanely hot salsa. I put, it on, uh, I put it on the leftovers that I had for lunch from when we went out to melt yesterday.
1: Oh, yes. I, I also just finished eating those leftovers. Anyway, so uh, that is our, what, second star of the week. Dave. Second star of the week. Our third star of the Back. week is a <laughs> video game. Is... I have spent okay, all of me. 20 minutes playing this game just before right. we started doing oh! this. I actually want... Is
0: this... Uh... Is this the game that Bill sent you?
1: Yes. Uh, our, our, nice. Our friend Bill, who we've mentioned on the show before, he's actually, uh, if we can swing on it, I think he's actually going to be on the show later on. Um, we'll bring him in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He number. said- We're going to um... try to bring him back for the next Three Stooges episode. Right. Anyway, he sent you and I a link to a video game available on Steam now called Chroma Squad. Now, Dave- I know you've watched the video, but you haven't had a chance to play the game, right?
0: That's yeah, that, yeah, correct.
1: So the way that Chroma Squad is set up is that you play uh, five stuntmen who were working on essentially like a Super Sentai Power Ranger show, who okay. left your studio to start your own studio to make your own show. All right, and it's like so. A, is it like um... it's like a tactical RPG where you're. You are making each episode of the show and you're fighting through the minions and then you have to fight the big boss. So far, everything seems not like actually supernatural. I'm not sure if that's going to continue. As I say, I've only played like 10 minutes of this game. Uh, but you get to like customize your team and like make new like weapons and items for them. Uh, you get to choose who's on it, which colors you've got. I don't know how deep the customization and crafting goes. But I will keep you updated on this game. Uh, it seems super fun.
0: Okay, well let me ask you this. Is it like is it just combat or is there like um is it like a sim element to cause are you you said you're running a studio, right?
1: Yes. I think there is a sim element <clears throat> to it, at least insofar as like you are buying things to increase your like the quality of your studio. You know, you're buying like oh, new right lights on. and cameras okay. and stuff like that. And all of that goes yeah, into that your sounds... overall score, which is like your ratings for each episode. That sounds super fun. Um, Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to be doing after we spend all afternoon recording these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> a little peek behind the <laughs> yeah, curtain. Man, as soon as updated. we finish recording episode out. 33, uh, we are going to take a break. And then we're going to do episode 34 because we've got some stuff coming up in the next week. So we got to get ahead of it. So Wait, on well, this actually, gorgeous day... We are spending it all for you, the listener. For you,
0: the listener. Uh, Which actually brings us to our fourth star, Matt, is why we want to need to get ahead of the eight ball a little bit, is because I have LARP events coming up. And I am, I'm super jazzed about it. I'm really looking forward to it. I am desperately hoping the weather is as nice next weekend and the weekend after that as it is this weekend. Because if so, the LARP events will be even better. Because there's nothing lamer than LARPing in gross weather.
1: As I've said before, all I like, the thing that would get me to come back to LARP is either somehow guaranteeing that the weather will be great and that there's a nice place to sleep, or just doing it inside somewhere.
0: Well, okay. Let me tell you, I have done some, like, LARPy stuff inside, and, uh, at least for like a fantasy style larp which is what we play it re- it actively detracts like it makes it kind of lame oh i believe for a um, fantasy thing it would
1: but you know i'm yeah. i'm more than happy to like yeah. go to a assuming that there's not like weird tetanus rebar sitting around i am more than happy to go to like a <laughs> weird you know sci-fi uh laser gun larp for a weekend and like an old warehouse that would be amazing that, w- that would be super cool. I would tell you to do that. But yeah,
0: there's. Uh, I've got some M A R P events coming up. I'm playing a game. It's the first time I'm going to have a chance to play for the year. And then immediately, there was like a weird scheduling conflict with like, the camp, and so we had to reschedule. So we got two events in a row, like one weekend, then the next weekend, which normally we don't do, because um, it's exhausting. Not like, oh, this is terrible, exhausting, just, um, okay, like... You ever like go out on a Friday night and you're like, ah, oh, this is great, you like hang out, you shut the bar down, like you you get home, you kinda fall asleep because it's like four in the morning, and uh, you wake up the next day and you're like, Yeah, like that was fun, but like I am wiped out. And then someone calls you that night, and you're like, hey, they're like, hey, you wanna go out and like do a thing and hang out? And you're like, Oh man, that sounds it sounds really fun, but like, I like just did that. You know, right, I, mean? I just do not have any more gas in the tank for that sort of thing. <laughs> right. It's very much like that. So I'm going to go to both. Um, like, I'm going to do it. But <laughs> I don't. I expect to be pretty tired by the end of it. Um, but yeah, like, it's it's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to, to the, some of the plot lines that have been kind of teased out a little bit. I just, I was updating all of my stuff. And I found out that I have a bunch of. I forgot that I had a, like a bunch of experience points that I hadn't spent. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. I it was so a I got ex- my. It is, and because I, I was like, I contacted the guy who did a logistics, and I was like, "Hey, could you like send me my stuff?" And he says, "Yeah, sure." So I took a look at it, and it was like, "You have a whole bunch." I'm not going to give you the numbers because it doesn't matter. But I was like, "You have a whole bunch of points." Um, so I got a bunch of skills uh, that I'm going to use. It's going to be great. Um, I'm going to make some magic items. Everybody loves magic it's items. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. I'm super looking forward to it. So that's, I mean, that's really it. I'm just jazzed about it.
1: Right on. So You should
0: come. You should. It's next weekend.
1: You should come. Uh, come I can't to the come. event. I, I literally cannot come next weekend because the other thing that is uh, – preventing us from being able to record next weekend is that producer mark is going to be visiting me and so he's not going to have time oh, to... That's right.
0: and i was that's right i was bummed so he's out not gonna have I... time
1: to uh mix the thing down next week so we gotta all give it to him at once
0: that's right yeah i was bummed out because i forgot that i'm missing his visit because we don't get to we don't get to see each other as much as we'd like but so that's our fourth star matt we've left time to talk about our fifth star.
1: And our fifth star is... Our fifth star. Uh, Age of Ultron, bet 2 Avengers, 2 Furious. Just when oh you thought gosh. it was safe to go back into the Avengers. <laughs> it was so good! It was so good! Okay. So good. It was... It was great. Listen, we're not gonna... It was listen, great! It came out... When, this, when you hear this, the movie will have been out for like five days. So this is a 100% spoiler-free... Uh, just yeah, talking as much about as how much we liked it, sort of review. Not even review. Just okay. talking about how much we liked it, really.
0: So, so there's, there's one thing that I'm really, really jazzed about, and I, it's something that we've discussed, I think, in previous discussions. That was a lame way to say that, but about the continuing Marvel television and cinematic universe. And here's the thing that I love, and they did it. They did a fantastic job with it in this new movie as well is that the storylines of the television show and movies are close enough to the comic books that it's really exciting for me as a fan of the comic books who you know I know the lore I know the storylines and all that stuff it's close enough to that stuff that I'm excited to see it and it's this familiar thing that i have known and loved and i'm seeing it on the big screen in like a really visually fantastic way but also they change things just enough not in like a core like a fundamental way but they're changing things enough that it's still new and surprising that i don't see everything coming and you're in the same boat of course yeah i I think one of the
1: one of the important distinctions that you said there is that they do change story elements, and you know they'll do that right. pretty—I won't say drastically—but they will do it freely. You know, yeah, they're not particularly yeah, they worried about tied. changing things around like that. But it's when you watch mm-hmm. it, it still feels like okay. Like I, I don't recognize what that person is doing, or necessarily, you know, what their background is. But I recognize that character like the like the essence of that character right. in a way that when i watched when we when we saw the movie they showed us the trailer for batman versus superman dawn of justice and when yeah. i watched oh, that geez. that did not the the essence of those characters did not seem to be coming through in the same way that they do in the marvel movies also oh, i feel okay, like that dude. movie should have been called like dawn of like grumpy dudes punching each other in the rain but you oh. probably heard all of those jokes um, about a month and a half ago when that trailer actually came out. So, back to something yeah, that we actually liked. No, we're not going to talk about it. We're going to talk it. about a thing that we liked.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, dang, I don't want... I'm trying not to go into details. Um, okay, what Okay. What they did One strange with the vision.
1: Thing. Loved it. I'm sorry, no. Go ahead and talk about the vision.
0: No, that's really kind of all I want to say because I don't want to like ruin... I don't want to like tell everybody sort of what happens, but you know, you know the visions in the movie, you've seen the trailers and stuff. They just they did a fantastic job. It's a twist on the character. It's, a, you know, like I said, it's not fundamentally crazily different, but it's definitely different. And it's rad.
1: Like it really, really works. It does work, and it works without because, you know, the vision is one of the first characters that they're introducing that. Like, everybody has sort of, like, you know, like a bonkers comic book background. You know, Captain America is a, you know, time-lost super soldier from the Second World War. Iron Man is a crazy inventor who made himself a robot suit. Thor is a Norse god. But the Vision has a lot of, like, working parts that need to be spinning before you can get to a character like the Vision.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like... Yeah, there's just a lot of background elements that already need to be in place for the Vision to exist.
1: And, you know, they, they did it very well in the movie. Um, with, you know, they took what they had, they sort of spun it into that character, and they did a really good job. Did they do it um, without including one of my favorite Avengers, Wonder Man? Yes, they did. But you know what? Listen... I never had particularly high hopes that Wonder Man was going to show up in these movies. Um, because I, I don't know anyone else who likes Wonder Man. So I
0: like, I've got no, I don't have a problem with Wonder Man, but I don't have the same, like, I don't feel the injustice of Wonder Man in the same way that you clearly do.
1: Listen, okay. If I can talk about Wonder Man for one minute. Um, sort of in sure. lieu of talking about this movie that you probably are going to see anyway and we don't want to spoil for you. Here's the deal with Wonder Man that I love. Wonder Man? I feel like Wonder Man has all of the necessary parts to be like an A-plus player in the Marvel Universe. Uh, He was created by uh, Stanley and Jack Kirby in Avengers, like, number eight. He has ties to Baron Zemo and The Masters of Evil. He has a compelling origin story where he's like you know, a billionaire industrialist whose company fails and he gets like caught up in villainy and then turns on the villains to save the Avengers. He's as strong as Thor. He's got, he's basically functionally immortal. He's the beast's best friend. He's got a brother who is a supervillain called the Grim Reaper. Um, He shares brainwave patterns with the Vision and was in like a weird. Well, the weird love triangle with the Scarlet Witch was maybe not as good. But listen, he yeah, is like as integrated into the Avengers mythos as almost anyone else. And for whatever reason, just gets dumped on all the time. Uh, I love the Wonder Man. Simon Williams is the best. That's my favorite. You know, bit I don't think Wonder he
0: gets now. like, I don't think he gets dumped on. I think he just kind of gets disregarded. ignored. Yeah. Yeah, disregarded. You know what I think it is? Is because even with all of those elements here just this is off the top of my head even with all of those elements um his powers aren't super interesting
1: well yeah I mean you know he's what he's strong like he he's fly he's a bruiser like yeah he's yeah he's got super
0: strength like super durability he flies now but he didn't always
1: remember when he had that little like rocket belt? Yeah, that was weird.
0: Uh, It was like a um,
1: jetpack, but it was a belt. It was not a good look. That, I think, is also a problem with the Wonder uh, Man, is he's been saddled with some pretty terrible looks.
0: Bad costume. safari
1: jacket Wonder Man, not great.
0: But, yeah, I think, you know, like, so he's up, in terms of, like, power level, like, strength-wise, he's up there with, like, Thor, the thing. But Thor is, he's a... You know, he's the Norse god of thunder. He's got this crazy, really interesting stuff going on. The thing, obviously, this, like, tortured man brute. The Hulk, you know, the interplay between Banner and, uh, you know, the Hulk sort of raging, semi-mindless, like, fury. And there's Wonder Man who's, like, got all this stuff, but he's like, I'm a handsome fella with super strength. You know, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't grab me. In the same way, and I think that's I think that's probably the origins that's, why that's Wonder Man I, doesn't get a ton of play. I think that
1: I liked him. I like Wonder Man because when we were kids, there were a couple of like Bronze Age Avengers comics that our uncle Pete had that featured Wonder Man pretty heavily. And then <laughs> when I started getting back into like, and you know, when I started reading current comics, um, a lot of them, you know, like the Avenger stuff that was happening then. That was like the Kurt Busiek George Perez run on the Avengers, where Wonder Man was coming back as like the glowing cloud of purple ionic energy. And yeah, I thought that was that. a weird one. Um, anyway, this I I think that Anyways. we are straining our listeners' patience with talking about Wonder Man. <laughs> um, did you have Guys, anything Wonder else you man, want to say though. about the Avengers movie?
0: You know, man, I there I feel like there was something else I was going to say about it, but it slipped my mind other than it was fantastic like
1: it was just it, yeah, was, it was really great. killer was it as good as yeah, Guardians was of the great. Galaxy no it was not it was not necessarily a home run but it was definitely like a what's, a what's another almost as good baseball thing a triple that sounds about right i don't know man i felt it fit you know what it was i think i think it
0: was as good as Guardians of the Galaxy i think but it's the second iteration, you know, like guardians of the galaxy kind of came out of the blue. Like That's nobody true. was expecting, even with rocket raccoon in it, nobody was expecting, I think the guardians of the galaxy to be kind of like as over the top great as it was. And I think this Avengers, it was, it was fantastic. I love the character development. I love the way that the Avengers are, man, I don't want to talk again about it too much but I thought the, the story arc was fantastic. I thought the development of character, even as something as seemingly fluff as the Avengers, uh, there was some great acting, some really cool storytelling. Um, it's a compelling movie aside from the fact that the Hulk like shoulder rams a uh, laser bunker
1: <laughs> you know like right and i don't want to discount the fact that, that hulk totally does run straight through a laser bunker that's he totally does great. it was fantastic and that's in like minute three of the movie so yeah it just does not stop um and, yeah, there's a there's a uh, lot of liked, movie in that movie
0: there is i liked quicksilver and scarlet witch a lot more than i was sort of planning to i was slightly concerned about them mm-hmm. uh because in still shots i felt like their looks weren't too great but the the actors nailed it. I really liked their characters. They were fun. They were interesting, okay. and I think they really sold that. And Anyways, with, and
1: with that, um, uh, we and are, with that, we are pushing a half hour on this, unless Mark decides to take some of it out, which you know he could check uh, check out should, for you on probably. Check how far we are uh, on your listening device and see exactly how much he cut off. Anyway, so... <laughs> it be like a game. We're going to take a break. We're going to watch an Idol's First Experience, and we'll be right back with you to discuss the events of today's episode. Okay, welcome back. Uh, so we have just finished watching episode 33 of Gosei Sentai Ranger, an Idol's First Experience, and Dave, why don't you tell me... And our fair listeners, what just happened? Uh, If you
0: can do such a thing. (laughs) Okay, so it was not what I was expecting. I was expecting a like monster idol. It was not. So Rin becomes a Japanese idol, and there's a monster involved, a betrayal. And then a double betrayal. And then a fight. And then that's it.
1: Okay. And then a so, weird
0: then a weird decision regarding a remembrance of someone. I don't know. It's a yeah, weird... Yeah, well, we'll get to that. It's a weird one, Matt. I feel
1: like we say that a lot. <laughs> I feel like we say that this a lot. This They're all... Yes, this one is weird in a very special way.
0: Yeah, and it is... It's a Ridd centric episode, which was super fun. Because I feel like we have not gotten that yet.
1: Yeah, most of our uh, sort of highlight episodes are on the male characters, and we have had one or two in the past, but typically when we see a Rin-centric episode, it's also either about her grandfather or about Ko, and this one is really, like, just about Yeah, it's Rin.
0: almost. The other rangers really
1: only feature as kind of bit players, really.
0: But uh, let's get started.
1: So as we start off, we see Rin just walking down the street carrying a bag of groceries. You know that classic bag of groceries, like two baguettes sticking out the top. Right, right. Do they
0: eat? Do they eat baguettes in Japan?
1: I I guess they must. I don't know where else you would gotten them.
0: I guess they must. Uh, That reminds me of a whole other show, but we're not going to talk about that. So it's an anime about a Japanese kid who does bread baking. It's hilarious. Anyways, so Rin is, she's walking along. She's got this bag of groceries with the baguettes. She looks up into a tree that is, like, over her path, and she sees, like, a little baby bird. And the baby bird is, is in danger. It's hurt. It falls, and Rin rushes forward to catch it, which she does. But when she catches it, suddenly, Matt, their hands beneath Sed- hers...
1: Someone else was also reaching to save that very bird. Yeah. And who is that, Dave? (laughs) His name
0: is uh, Takamura, which we will find out in a minute. But he, they like, it cuts away very briefly, and you see them, and they're sort of like nursing this little bird back to some semblance of health. It couldn't have been that hurt because it's clearly like 15 minutes later, and Rin just says, Ah, the bird will be fine now. And so he takes a picture of her. The guy does, not the bird. And he's like, oh, this is such a nice picture. And I think what he says is, can I borrow your smile uh, for can, a while or something like that? Can you lend me
1: your smile? I can, think can you lend it was. me
0: your smile? That's what it is. Uh, so as soon as he says that, my notes just say, weird camera monster, guaranteed. <laughs>
1: Well, you're not wrong, but you also maybe didn't at that point quite get the picture of how weird this camera monster was going to end up being.
0: Super weird is the answer. So anyways, but he is not... We, you know, it's obviously a weird camera monster. So
1: he hands her a business card that says that he he is a media creator.
0: Right. Which is... Okay. So if you don't know anything about... Let me just kind of explain this in like a very cursory way. In Japan... Um, okay, Matt. You know how we have people that are just kind of like famous for being famous? Oh yeah. Right. Japan also has that, but it's a much more like like formalized system is what it seems like, but there are ladies and they are just called idols and they are like they're just like media personalities. In like just like kind of broad spectrum media personalities. They are like models slash singers, slash maybe sometimes actresses, slash spokespeople. Like they're really just I mean, that's the best, they're just media personalities.
1: And, and this is this not guy, the only this is not the only time that this has featured in a uh, Super Sentai show I've watched. Oh, in really? an early episode of um I wanna say it was Hurricane Jer. The female ranger on that team, which was actually the blue ranger, I think maybe the only female blue ranger in the series. Um, She gets a job. She thinks she's going to be an idol, but in fact ends up getting a job as like a like a substitute idol. Like she dresses up as that idol and like goes to the mall to sing in front of like three people. It turns out to be a disappointing profession for her. I think (laughs) I did not finish watching Hurricane. But it's yeah. It's like that's
0: it's. And so this guy, clearly, like, his thing is that he creates slash promotes idols. And he says, like, you're so pretty, you should kind of do this thing. And that's kind of the end of that scene. Uh, it cuts away, and we uh, jump to Murder away, Basement. We
1: get, sorry, real quick.
0: We oh, no, 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 he, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Uh, before, After he walks away, and before we cut to Murder Basement, which we're about to do, we get a brief uh, sort of voiceover from Rin... Say like, oh, when I met him, it was so sudden. My heart skipped a beat. It was just like I was in a shoujo manga. (laughs) That's right. Um, And it's very much like that.
0: Yeah, it's 100%. I mean, that's the vibe. That's what they're doing.
1: They are creating
0: this sort of thing. So we jump to Murder Basement. And the guys, the male rangers, rush in, literally like falling over themselves, and they're like, Doshikaku, Doshi Kaku, you've gotta see this. And they like pull up a poster, and it's Rin. Rin is on this poster, and she's in like a, I don't, like, a schoolgirl uniform. Not like a trampy schoolgirl uniform. Like a sailor's no, suit. No, just actually, like an I actual schoolgirl Yeah. And so they're like, This is is are we crazy? Is this Rin? And Kaku's like, What? If that's Rin, and he pulls out, like, a photo book, I think?
1: Yeah. It's just, this, like, which a is... collection of... Fo- it's either a photo book or, like, a thick, glossy magazine full of full-page spreads of Rin.
0: No, no, no. That is... It's a photo book. That is, like, a thing. That is, like, an idol thing. Okay. That you just have... You know, like, in America, we might have, like, a calendar, like, a pin-up calendar. And if you're, like, a model, maybe you do, you know, like, a shot for each month. In Japan, they're much more honest about it. They're like, I already got a calendar. Just give me the pictures of the girl I
1: like. Okay, so that's what it is, then.
0: Yeah. Why Kaku has it is weird, because <laughs> it's, it's extra weird, because he's like, then this must be Rin, too. And he acts surprised... But I don't buy it because it is—it's just—it's clearly Rin, like
1: very obviously it's Rin, right? Like this and is so, your friend slash like you know who this person is. You know who it is,
0: Kaku. You just have a photo book because you're because weird and you're inappropriate.
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: so he does, and then all the guys are also like, "What is that, Rin? Uh, we should all check it out." And they all sit around
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> just, and just like flipping I- through the book.
0: Right, they're just straight creeping on Rin. <laughs> um, and that's... Yeah, and they're just... The scene ends with them ogling the photo book of their friend and teammate slash people. So, way to go, guys.
1: Way to keep it classy. So they way run out and they find Rin. And they're like, Rin, like, why did you hide this from us? Like, you're an idol. And she's like, oh, yeah. I don't know if it's that much. As though she has not had, like... Her photo taken and is on her way to singing lessons and all of this stuff. <laughs> right. And, and then Shoji... there's this weird bit where she's like, so what did you think? And Shoji yeah. is like, I was looking at it and I thought this is like way too cute to be Rin. Listen. And they sort of tease Shoji... each other. Like they're all they are having fun teasing each other.
0: He is clearly sour graping this moment. Okay. Clearly. Because Shoji's into Rin. We know this. Like, we know that he has a thing for her. And so, here she is being an idol, and he's like, I thought this was way too cute to be Rin. I didn't even think it was you. Whatever, Shoji. Nah, don't buy it. You're not fooling anyone.
1: Then, uh... Daigo asks if she's lost weight, and then she's like, yeah. "Oh, am I cuter now that I've lost weight?" Which again was sort of a weird moment for the show.
0: Yeah, and I think they especially say since,
1: f- like, at least to my like observation, she hasn't lost. Like, you know, she didn't need to, but she hasn't. Right,
0: and uh, I think they answer, like, "Oh yeah, you totally are." I don't, I don't quite remember if that's the case, but I think it is. It's a very, it it's a very weird a moment. Giving.
1: <laughs> there is...
0: Um, way to play into, uh, a... you know,
1: weird body-shaming stereotypes, Ranger
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was weird, guys. Anyways, so Rin is apparently a Pomp idol. And again, and I she just... she's
1: on her way to her singing lessons because she's going to have a hit single.
0: Right. Again, I want to stress how surprised I was. I really was genuinely expecting, like like a stone or bronze idol to come to life and attack the Rangers. I just, you know the uh, sideways on you. Yeah. Yeah. Did out of the blue. Did not see this one coming. Um, So then we have a, like, we have sort of a montage. We see Rin in the studio. She is singing this song. Uh, one of the lines of the song is, confirm your target and make a whirlwind, which is a little and on the, the nose. A, little, a little, little on sloppy. the nose for a Rin. Lazy,
1: uh, Rin. There are a few words in English that you will hear over and over, probably in your dreams tonight if you've watched this episode, <laughs> where she says, yeah. try hard my destiny. It, my try hard my destiny, man. Just so we're clear.
0: So Rin is, uh, she's living the life of a... Of a Idol, Matt there's one point see montage
1: her? because we're watching the montage and the montage seems to contain some sort of music video bits mm-hmm there's something weird in this Matt is that what you're is this is what you're about to talk about oh yeah go ahead we'll see if we've got the same thing but I think we probably okay will.
0: So she, we see a shot of her, and she's surrounded by a crowd, and they've all got posters of her. They're clearly freaking out, and she's like signing autographs. And then it jumps over to her shoulder. Is this the same thing, Matt?
1: No, it's not. But I'm excited. Oh, to hear okay. What
0: you have. Well, then I don't know what your thing is. But the thing that I thought was super weird is it jumps to like the camera is over her shoulder, and we see her sign her name, and she signs it in English. Oh yeah. That, yeah, she that did not even occur to me. she illustrates Rin in cursive. And then dots okay. the eye with a star, I think.
1: Which well, you know, even five stars I mean, shining in the heavens.
0: Oh, oh, uh, okay. All right, I'm okay with that now. But why does she sign her name in English? Nobody, she doesn't speak English. Nobody around her is speaking English. This... Chinese is her first language. Japan theoretically, I, I think that's the case, right? Is the idea that it's her first language. That is language.
1: the impression that I've gotten. As we've continued right. to say that every once in a while, I'm worried that we're completely wrong about it, but I'm going to stick with it for now.
0: Well, I think
1: I mean like at the beginning of the show, it seemed Oh yeah, cuz she clear. flew like, over from like, China in the first in episode. from
0: China. You know, she is um she is very definitely meant to be Chinese. Like in one of the uh the pictures That you see of Rin, one of her, like, idol shots, is you see her in a kind of traditional, slightly more traditional, I guess, Chinese costume.
1: Oh, well, you know what that dress was? That was the exact same dress she wore to distract uh, the pitcher during the baseball episode. I think that was the same dress. Was it? I thought this one had pants, but whatever. The
0: point is... I think she's very definitely Chinese. So she doesn't sign it in Chinese. She doesn't sign it in Japanese. She signs it in English. Ah, whatever. So what okay. was your weird thing if it wasn't that?
1: My weird thing is during the music video where she's telling people to try hard at their destinies, there is a shot like you know, she's wearing a bunch of different outfits as it's sort of like cutting mm-hmm. between them, and yeah. one of them is her wearing her Tie Ranger outfit without the helmet. Yeah. That was also really strange! And so I couldn't tell if that was part of the montage, or part of the music video, and if she is even trying to maintain some sort of separation between Rin the Idol and Rin the Dairanger, but it was just this very strange moment where I couldn't figure out, like, what the reality of the show was. And it kind of just broke down in my head. the whole
0: music video thing... Is, is very reality-bending, because you see there's like a shot of her outside with people, and the video of her singing the song that the music video is for is playing in the background. It doesn't make any sense.
1: It's got layers, Dave. This show has layers. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. So, so after all of she is famous.
0: Right. So after all that happens, she is finished with her singing lesson... And we cut to there's a car that pulls up outside of her apartment. It drops her off at home. She gets out, and it's her and uh, Takamura, who is the guy, the media manager slash clearly Goma monster. And he drops her off at her apartment, and she walks out of the car, and then she she turns to wave, and then like collapses. And the guy, like, rushes out to help her up. And she's he's like, hey, are you okay? And she said, oh, I'm just really tired because I tried my best. And Yeah, he he's says, like, oh, I'm
1: sorry. The music, Like, you know, the singing lessons must have been hard. She's like, yeah, I'm really giving it my all to, you know, to really make things good for you, right? Right.
0: Uh, my notes just say again, Rin, this is 100% a goma monster. And so she... Gets up and turns to go into her apartment. She turns back and waves to him and then leaves. And then we have just like a split second of foreboding stare from Takamara. And clearly, then,
1: monster. oh, clearly a monster. Which clearly we will find out in this very next scene. Because, yeah. you know, she was just saying, oh, Takamara, you're so kind, etc., and then it cuts to him in his dark room developing these pictures of Rin. <laughs> That's right. And He's like, Oh, you think <laughs> I'm kind, do you, foolish woman? <laughs> you fool. And so it's
0: actually a pretty neat monster idea. So what he is doing is he is taking pictures and film of her, and through that is stealing her Kirioku and using the media distribution of her image. To spread her Kiryoku around to, like, infect slash mind control the populace of Japan with the idea of enslaving everyone using the power of Rin's Kirioku.
1: Yeah, and so they all become, like, weird, long-toothed, dark-eyed, like, goma monster things that can use the sort of, like, evil hive mind to blow up buildings and throw cars all over the place. And I've got a question about that, Dave, because sure. they're all using a portion of Rin's Kirioku to do this, right? Like, that's how they're doing it. They're being powered by the Kirioku being this, sucked Matt. out of them.
0: But I like the and point you like to five me. Five of
1: them together, five of the probably hundreds around Japan uh, that have been turned, are able to look at a building raise their hand, and the building explodes <laughs> in a ball of flames. Which makes me wonder, can Rin do that with her own karaoke Because it seems as though the power balance is a little off here.
0: Okay. Okay, Matt. Here's my proposal for you. Throw your mind back to the Magneto clone, Joseph. You there
1: with me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although, maybe you want to give a little to our listeners. Maybe not all of them were, re- were reading X-Men comics in the 90s. Late 90s.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Uh, the X-Men villain, Magneto, at one point had a, like, much younger clone named Joseph. I don't actually remember the whole shebang, but, like, that's basically it. He's, like, young Magneto clone. And... He was much more powerful than Magneto and there was some question as to why. And the ultimate answer ended up being is that Magneto, along with a number of other like really powerful energy manipulating X-Men, have sort of generated like internal mental blocks as to the use of their power to sort of like regulate it so it doesn't hurt them. Like they don't kind of go too hard. And damage themselves. So maybe the Rangers have the same sort of thing. Like their kiriyoku is so powerful, they need to like block it or it'll like burn them out. And maybe these poor people have no such blocks, which is why they're able to just kind of go nuts with it.
1: Okay, I like that. That makes a lot of sense to me. I also like that every time we need to figure out what is going on with Kiryoku, our go to is X Men 90s characters. Like it's I think the catalog. last time we did this, we went into a uh, a pretty deep delve on Cable's techno-organic virus. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so specifically <laughs> white-haired X-Men characters from the '90s. It's
0: a it's a small it's a larger it's a larger group than you would expect. A lot of white hair going on at the time,
1: okay. but still
0: a lot of still not a big demographic. So,
1: okay. So back in Die Ranger, where were we?
0: Right. Well, we actually jumped ahead a little bit because the next thing that we see, the guys are nervous about Rin. They're kind of standing around her apartment talking, all the guys. So the four main rangers and then Ko as well. And then uh, Byako, the sword kind of hops out and he is, says, he's also nervous. He says, cause I can't sense her Kiryoku. Like I can't, I don't, it's not there. I don't know what's going on. And then this is when we jump to we see the, the people, they see Rin's pictures, they get kind of infected by her Kiryoku, and then they turn into the kind of dark eyed, long toothed, semi Goma monsters.
1: And so, sort of untransformed, the four guys on the team are running around trying to stop them from doing it. And then they get attacked by the Goma monster, who is called the medium, uh, what is it, the medium magician.
0: Yeah, that's him.
1: Now, and by the so... way, real quick, I want to point something out. His name sure. is the Media Magician. His human name is Takamara. Okay. Yes. Uh, Takamara. Camera. His name is Camera. He has a weird uh, pun <laughs> name. His name is a camera.
0: I did, I did not notice that.
1: Uh, Neither did I uh, until like fantastic. almost the very end of the episode when she was just shouting his name over and over. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, okay. And I only it probably only occurred to me because I've I've mentioned before that I listened to um Sailor Business where they are doing basically this but with every episode of Sailor Moon. Yeah. It's uh Chris Sims and uh Jordan D. White do that. Great show. Yeah. Check it out. Um yeah, but t- totally the check it out. Latest run of episodes, all of the monsters in them have these like terribly convoluted pun names that only halfway make sense if you're already fluent in Japanese and they're these really <laughs> tortured puns. And so this is sort of along the lines, a little more straightforward, but his name is Takamara. He is an evil cameraman. Okay. Let's get back to it. <laughs> okay. So they so start he... fighting the transformed Takamara. Right. And
0: he, what he says is I am stealing her Kiryoku he kind of explains his whole evil plan. But then he also lets on that she will die. He's like, I will steal all of her Kiriyoku and Rin will die. So they're like, oh, you know, no. And they transform. So they fight. He does a really cool thing. He freezes them with like a shutter stop.
1: Yeah. And then he, they're he just frozen there. Them.
0: It's great. And then he just goes over and hits them with his sword. Like he's not even rushing. It's fantastic.
1: Uh, so he is about to attack them again, but Ryu is able to chase him off, basically like throwing a Hadouken. Like, it's his one part of the... Like, you know when they all do the Kirioku Bomber, they all gather, like, a Chi fireball and throw it together? Right. This is like that, but it was just Ryu doing his part. Yeah,
0: and then something weird happened that I didn't expect is you see that the Media Magician bleeds. Like, you just see, like, some blood kind of drip off of his arm. It's like... It was kind of just a weird moment. I don't think we've ever seen that before.
1: Yeah, the the Goa Monster is very rarely bleed, especially yeah, in they don't Goa really form. Just,
0: they normally just explode, so the blood was a weird thing. But whatever. So that's that's it. He just he runs, he teleports away, and so we jump to the studio, and Rin kind of walks in on him. He's like nursing his arm where he got hadoukened. And she's like, oh, you know, what's going on? And he says, ah, oh, don't worry about it. It's time to record. Like, go go do the thing.
1: And he has sort of a panicked air about him. Like, he really wants to get this done. Yeah. I, you uh, know, maybe but she takes a, a moment and comes over and, like, bandages up his arm and comforts him. Um, and, and she's smiling.
0: And she has a picture for him. And it is a picture that she has taken of them together. And she, like, gives him the picture. And she says... I'm not exhausted because I really like you, and so it's. I don't know if the the translation. I think the translation would indicate like more than saying "I really
1: like you." I think she says, you know, like "I love you," or "you're so," you know, something like that.
0: Yeah, but the I, point I think is, it's something along
1: that... those lines because he asks her, like, "How can you still be smiling? You must be exhausted." Because of course he knows that he's stealing all of her energy.
0: <laughs> right and she but decides...
1: but her love is so powerful that it is keeping her going even though all of her kyrioku is being sucked out yeah so
0: that was a it was a great moment
1: and so he so she gets in the studio yeah. and starts to sing
0: right we jump outside we see the rangers rushing towards the studio presumably to you know rescue Rin, and gara is there standing in front of this tv
1: and so the, the rangers all aura change, and they go to attack her. And we don't actually see this fight. We just know, like, this fight is happening elsewhere because we've seen the beginning of it. And then we cut to yet another montage of Rin singing in studio. And it's, it's a cutting back and forth between Rin uh, singing about her destiny and uh, all of her being sucked out and then being forced out through various screens and photos throughout Japan and, like, tons and tons and tons of people all being transformed into these sort of, like, Goma slaves.
0: Right. And there's a very weird... Okay, just... I need to talk about the set for this music video for a second, Matt. Oh,
1: please do.
0: <laughs> okay. So she's singing this song. First of all, she's the only one on, on camera. There's nobody else there. No backup singers, no dancers, no musicians, nothing. It is a red background... And she is standing in front of three things, Matt. Okay. Thing
1: number one. (laughs) First thing is a park bench. Sure. Why not? Right? Thing number two. Thing
0: number two. Like Victorian era British
1: street lamp. (laughs) Okay. And uh, what was the thing number three?
0: And the third thing is like Grecian columns. So, park bench, Victorian era, like Jack the Ripper style
1: British street lamp, and Grecian columns. Dude, they are lousy with Grecian columns. They need to put them somewhere. Just
0: nothing. It doesn't make any sense. There's a, no cohesiveness to this set. They're not even in a place, it's just red. <laughs> like, they didn't even put up like a background <laughs> picture, it's just red.
1: As we've said, everything on this show is great. The prop guy should go just find a new job. (laughs) I was going to say something more violent, but I don't mean that. He just did a very poor job on this series. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, we see again her Kiryoku is being stolen. It's going out, making more people go with slaves. Rin collapses in the middle of this video. By the way, Matt, we do find out that this is not actually I mean they are filming a video, but it is also being live fed to TVs around the country. Because we like we see it. We see it happening on the TV outside the studio. And so Rin straight collapses in the middle of this song. But then, I can only assume that the cameramen are also goma because they don't react at all
1: no I, just my filming. my guess I think is that the cameramen in this are all like human formed catapos they've gotta be because if you're filming someone and that
0: person collapses
1: also maybe like be you know pink energy is being sucked out of her as she is singing and sucked into their cameras if they weren't in on the gig I think they would have said something.
0: Uh, so my. Imp- I mean, I, it makes more sense to assume that it was totally visible. My assumption was that that was kind of for our benefit, and that you couldn't see it. But I'm sure you're right. And so we see the media magician in the studio, the like you know the kind of control room, and he says, "What am I doing?" Because
1: he this he, like, whole looks time, at the picture. like he has been seeing a montage of memories throughout this episode of the good times oh, that, that they've right. had together. And so he
0: looks out of the pic- this picture that Rin had given him, and he says, "What am I doing?" And he's gonna. I, we see it coming, obviously. But it's a very clear foreshadowing. Uh, he totally betrays the coma. This is amazing. It's great. So and in, so he
1: in the studio, she has collapsed, but she has managed to like get back up to start singing again. But he right. rushes in to stop her. And, and this is where we it cuts outside, and we see the
0: live feed of this happening. Of Takamura running in and like pulling her off screen.
1: Because Gara was out there fighting the Rangers, gloating, like, ah, now it is time for, you know, the Pink Ranger like, to this die. This is it.
0: Yeah. And so we cut to the beach.
1: Of course. And
0: it's, right. It, well, you know, listen, it's not it's not a quarry moment. It's not a factory moment. It's not a docks moment, Matt. No, it's an emotions
1: moment, and emotions
0: take an emotions place at the beach. Moment. Right everybody knows that especially 90s emotions and so we see Takamura and he's like you know sort of standing away like looking out into the ocean and rin is standing behind him and he says i am a goma and she says no and he says yes (laughs) like it's just it's some straight up romeo and juliet you know kind of star-crossed lovers
1: Like, he gets down and starts, like, pounding his fists into the beach. Like, why must I have been born a Goma? And she goes over and starts to hug him. And And he's like, No. And he transforms back into his monster form. So she's just, like, hugging the monster costume.
0: Oh, man. It's fantastic. So, no, no, no. He doesn't transform yet. He doesn't transform yet because they lean in. They lean in for the kiss. They're about to. They're about to have a die-tribe, goma-tribe, cross-tribe uh, moment here, man. And Kara interrupts it. She shoots explosions at them. I don't exactly know what she does, but things explode. And
1: then... And then... And Rin is That's what none he
0: changes. Of right. So he changes. She says... Oh, sorry. He changes... And he says something to the effect of like, no, I will defend Rin. And Gara." this is a killer line. I wrote it down. She says, the moment you fell in love is the moment you chose death.
1: <laughs> because, of course, Which Goma only uh, have hatred in their heart.
0: Right. Goma. I think she says, Goma hearts are fueled by hatred. There is no room for love.
1: Also, so... kindness means nothing to them. That was another bit she dropped in there. Oh, yeah. That was good. So Rin goes to transform. Like, you know, she pulls out the aura changer and she, like, knocks the two bits of it together. But nothing happens, of <laughs> course, because all of her Kiryoku has been sucked out through these pictures.
0: Yeah. And so that is when Takamura transforms. And so, like, Gara attacks him. He does a great attack. He, like, shoots spools of film out of his hand to, like, wrap her up. And then you see a camera shot, or sorry, you see, like, a projection screen emanates from him and you see a picture of Direno
1: um, uh Rusio.
0: I'm sorry, Ruseo. See a picture of Ruseo and it like breathes fire on Gara and it attacks her. So he has like movie magic attacks. I thought it was pretty cool.
1: It's really cool, although unfortunately not super effective. And yeah. either <laughs> either media magician is just a pretty weak Goma with a great trick being able to steal um like Kirioku through his pictures Or, Or, he is supposed to have been strong previously, but love has made him weak because Gomer are fueled by hate. Those are the two options we're
0: working with here. Oh, I think your second option makes a lot more sense.
1: Um, I like that. It does make more sense. It is never even, like, mentioned or suggested in the episode. But listen, I watch a lot of Dair Ranger. I got some ideas.
0: And so she, Gara, is like completely unimpressed. She just like energy bolts. No, she actually, she like channels electricity through his own like film thing to zap him. He goes down. He turns back into a person. Rin runs over and says, you know, something to the effect of like, oh no, you can't die. And he says, next time, I will be born as a human so that I can see or smile or something. I forget. I just remember he says, next time I'll be born as a human.
1: Whatever. And then he dies. (laughs) And then he he dies. And as he dies, and this is what happens. I I, I did get it wrong earlier. When he dies, he transforms back into the monster form. And then you just have Rin sort of like weeping over the body of this like big rubber monster costume.
0: Yeah, it was great. And so she takes this, she had some flowers in her hair. She takes these flowers out of her hair, puts them in his hand. Uh, Gara, with just no respect for the moment, (laughs) just attacks. She, like, shoots some energy bolts at him. (laughs) Things explode. Rin jumps back and just, it's so, dude, this is, like, the hardest we have ever seen Rin. Like, she goes from, like, peppy to sad to, like, like, rocky style, like, made of iron in, like, a split second. It's fantastic.
1: She has that sort of great transformation scene where she doesn't pull out the aura changer. She just, like, glows with pink flame and then is the pink ranger. Walks yeah. over, grabs Gara by the collar and says, this is completely unforgivable and jacks her <laughs> in the face. Right.
0: <laughs> So, and what's so great about it, first of all, I love that it's not, like, an attack. She doesn't use, like, any of her weapons or, like, Kiriyoku blast. She just walks over, grabs garo by the lapel, and square punches her in the face.
1: Also, and, like, where did all of her Kiriyoku come back from? I guess maybe the power of her love plus the power of her rage has, like, sucked it all back into herself. Or something? Dude, I have
0: no idea. And I think one of the best parts is that Gara is so nonplussed by this happening, and she just kind of lets it happen. Like, she has no idea what to do. Like, I, you know, like, if there was, like, an energy blast or, like, a super kung fu fight, Gara would know what to do. But she doesn't know how to handle someone just walking up and punching her in the face.
1: Um, okay. Uh, it's, a, it's a great moment. So, by this point, um, the other rangers have arrived to the beach. Right. I yeah. forget when it happened. It wasn't a big deal in the moment. Yeah, it was un uninteresting. So Gara, in an attempt to escape the enraged Rin, uh, pulls out an enlarging bomb and just hucks it at the body of the media magician. Yeah. So this is a thing.
0: Apparently they are not just enlarging bombs, but also resurrection bombs?
1: Which I guess makes sense, because a lot of times, you know, like the monster's already been beaten when they drop that thing.
0: Alright on, so it's like a uh, it's like a super item. It's like a healing plus a buff. I like it.
1: And in this case, I can only assume that Gara is now controlling the like recently revived media magician. Because the yeah. media magician grows and now is like a monster that they have to fight. Whereas yeah. a minute ago he wouldn't have fought them at all. So he grows, they get the robots, they make Dyreno um, You know, Rin is given this sort of middle cockpit, cockpit seat in the yeah. uh, sort of control room.
0: One thing I do want to point out, Matt, is that while this fight is happening, uh, Try Hard My Destiny is playing in the background. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. And actually, and Dave, so... something that I was going to mention earlier, I forget what episode it is, but it was an episode a while ago. Like, it was another Rin episode a long time ago. It might have okay. even been with a Lipstick Songstress. But during a fight that was just Rin fighting the main monster one-on-one, um, Try Hard My Destiny was playing. Like, oh, Like, no 20-some episodes ago. And I was going to mention it to you because I remembered it, like, having seen this episode, the one that we're watching now, when oh, I was geez, watching I that, that one all. then, I was like, oh, no way. Like, that is this thing from later on in the series. But of course, I didn't want to spoil ah. it for you then. And so I wrote down what episode it was, and then I yeah, you know, I, I must have lost the paper or something because I couldn't find it this yeah, afternoon. But Like you do. Yeah. Just a weird uh, sort of cross-time <laughs> moment for me there.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Uh, no, that's fun. And so, <laughs> so guys, you couldn't have had more than one song, really. Anyways, so Rin says, hey, like, when you write a song I won't that forget good. you. Why would
1: you bother to write a second one?
0: Good point. Good point. And so, <laughs> so Rin says, what she says out loud is, I won't forget you. And what she is implicit in that statement is, but I will totally kill you. Yeah,
1: I will not forget you if I need to. after you are dead and I have killed you. <laughs>
0: I have killed you. And so, yeah, the fight is just a fight. You know, like, he attacks, Direno, like, pulls out his sword and, like, the guy goes down. Boring.
1: Yep. Well, yeah, uh, but this it's not is- so much boring as standard.
0: It's Standard, yeah. And so this is, a like, a weird moment. So they're in Direno you see the media magician kind of explode because Diamond hit him. Uh, The picture kind of falls out of him or he drops it or something. The picture specifically
1: that you're talking about is the one that Rin had taken of to camera and herself.
0: And so it like falls away from him and like blows along the beach for a second. And then Rin is immediately on the other side of it and picks it up. Which I... was weird but whatever and so she she picks up the picture and she fade. you know her die ranger costume fades away and it's just her standing there and she like kneels by the seaside and she is singing try hard my destiny softly to herself and then she takes like the one remembrance picture that she has of this dude and they're like star-crossed love who is now dead and she like puts it down into the water by the ocean, and it is immediately covered with like sand and water, and like washes away to sea. I guess. <laughs> right. It's like Randy. You had one. You've got one picture of this guy. One picture Dur- frame it. You just maybe? said you would never forget him. Right. Keep it in a. It's this is like a Titanic moment. She's like, I'll never let go. Let good- goodbye. <laughs>
1: <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> And that's it, Dave. It's that amazing. is it for the episode.
0: Yeah, that's that's the whole thing.
1: So, what was your high point of the show?
0: Oh man, uh, I gotta go <laughs> with uh, I gotta go with "Try Hard by t Okay, <laughs> it's just it's a, it's a it's catchy a, song. It's catchy. I just I'm I'm singing it in the back of my head right now. Uh, and what about your low point? It's uh, the set, the set for that stupid music video. Just a red, the meaningless set, with just stuff. It just—it was so <laughs> nonsensical. It made me kind of angry. Um, how about you, man? High point. Uh, my
1: high point is going to be the monster. Like medium magician, he's got a good look. Uh, he's covered in like weird, like spools of film and cameras and stuff. Like. Things that kids today probably would not even recognize as, like, things that people used to create media with. But it was a good look. He was a cool monster. He had a couple of really cool abilities. It was a great plan, like, a good monster plan. And I always love it when a monster, like, betrays their monster bosses. Uh, It was cool. Oh, yeah. It's the best. Uh, How about a low point, Matt, if you've got one? Uh, The low point, Dave, is that I'm going to be singing Try Hard My Destiny all day. All day. Like, yeah. when I realized that this is the episode that we were watching, like, all this morning, it was already stuck in my head. And I hadn't watched this episode <laughs> in a year. It's like, I had my destiny. Blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's there. It's there now. It will be there all weekend. Thanks a lot, Die Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, man. Uh, well, tell you what say you want? Is there anything else before we go? Uh, no, I think that's going to do it for another episode of Live and Let Die Ranger. Before we finish up here, I'd just like to remind you all that you can email the show at Super SentaiBrothers at gmail.com. And if you want to get any updates on future episodes, uh connect with us on Twitter, etc., we are at Super Bros. If you like the show, please remember, shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, that's what helps people find the show. Uh the Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dean. And we'll see you next week.